Hi everyone and welcome to the first ever Renegades podcast. My name is Drew and today I'm just going to be giving you an introduction into who we are, what we do and what you can expect from our account on a weekly basis. Now there are three of us on the account. There's myself, Kirks and Willie. Uh, we're all big football and FPL fans. We all have very different opinions on all things FPL and between the three of us we hope we can offer a, a wide variety of content that'll help you throughout the season no matter what kind of manager you are now today it's just going to be myself other weeks hopefully we'll have two and even three of us and obviously those weeks are going to be a lot more entertaining and interactive than listening to yours truly but for now we thought it'd be a good idea just to get a pod on the board and give you an idea of what to expect Um, today I'm just gonna give you a brief summary of my FPL history how the season's going so far I'll talk about game week 13, even though I really don't want to. Have a quick look ahead to game week 14, and then I'll finish with talking about a few segments that we have on our, our Twitter account every week. So I'll jump straight into a little bit about myself. So I started playing the game in the 2011-12 season. I'm a football fan a lot longer than that, so I'm not sure what took me so long. Uh, this will be my eighth season so in the previous seven seasons I've had four top 4k finishes last season I came 1001 the season before that I came 2017 uh, record overall is pretty solid at the minute I'm hovering in and around the 7k mark um, and the way things are going I'd be disappointed if I if I'm not able to kind of stay within the top 10k and if I'm honest, I probably want to be pushing on and finishing up in the top 5k by the end of the season. Uh, when I first started out, like anyone, I just played the game casually. Had no real strategy. Played it week to week. Uh, just played it for fun, really. And those were really uh, better days now, looking back on it. Probably spend too much time on the game now, but... As it's gone on and I've kind of got more competitive and spent more time on the game, it's just kind of, you know, weekends are gone, so they are. Um, I couldn't really talk about my history at the game without giving a shout out to two guys I used to work with, Stee and Johnny. They got me into the glorious world of FPL and at the time they were much better players than me. As I say, if you want to improve, you need to kind of play with better players. So that's what I did. Uh, they gave me a fair bit of assistance. They helped me out as best they could. Uh, fast forward to today, and unfortunately, they've kind of fallen off the map a bit. They're FPL dinosaurs, a little bit like Jose. Um, their methods are outdated. They haven't really adapted. They keep talking about the glory days. But uh, I'd be disappointed in myself talking about my FPL history if I didn't give the two lads a shout out. So thanks, boys. So what kind of manager am I? I would be very analytical. Um, I look at stats a lot. also watch football a lot. And I'm happy to kind of take any little tidbits that I can that will help me improve my team. I kind of look at things in maybe four to eight week blocks depending on how the fixtures are. Uh, usually use my wildcard pretty early. Don't take many hits. Don't think I've taken a hit so far. I'm not against using my triple captain chip in a single week if I think it'll work. 
Um, I don't think I'm overly set in my ways. Our little blurb on the Renegades uh, page says that there's three of us and I think it says one Renegade, one Lemon and someone somewhere in between. So I'd be the, the in-between, you know. Probably do follow the template a bit, but I'm willing to break away from it and make transfers I think could work out even if they're not popular. Uh, Kirk's is the complete other way, just absolute mad renegade uh you know does what he wants when he wants doesn't really care what anyone else is doing always gets off to a flyer you know be in the top 500 the last few seasons and he'd be lucky if he finishes in the, the top 100k then we have willie on the other hand who is a uh, mr template uh, has some good original ideas but will never follow through on them uh, you know if it's not popular if scout don't tell him to do it he's probably not going to do it himself so that's a quick summary of the three of us. I'm sure when the two lads are on, they can they can speak for themselves. But just a quick idea of you know what you're dealing with here and my FPL history. Cheers. So onto my season so far. I am currently ranked 7,313th. So very solid start to the season. Uh, couldn't really be any happier with that. Uh, as the season goes on, I'll hope to consolidate that and hopefully push on a bit. But I do tend to have good finishes. And just thinking back, I'm not sure if I have had as good a start as this so far. So overall, I'm very pleased. Um, had a great start, like many people did. Um, I think I got nearly 200 points in my first two weeks. Uh, the first two weeks did seem to be a bit of an anomaly this year. Uh, with loads of people flying out of the blocks. Um, don't have any massive success stories. Up until game week 13, I had nailed my captain choice 12 out of 12. I think that's a bit unheard of in previous years, but this season, when you go on Twitter, every man and his dog seems to have done the same, so it's not that big an achievement. But I suppose it was helped put me in the position that I am. Managed that captain Hazard when he got his hat-trick against Cardiff. Um, hasn't done an awful lot since then but like I said up until 13 captains were a success Um, I've blown my triple captain already not really sure what to make of that used it for Salah against Fulham can't be too happy with just a goal but also not completely uh, you know disappointed with it uh, I don't think I've ever made a big success with my triple captainship I've used it in double game weeks where lads have been rested, they've played one game, they might have scored a goal between the two games. Do you know, I, I obviously, I, I understand the merits and the benefits of having two games, but this year I just kind of thought everything was set up for uh, Mo to go a bit mad versus Fulham. And he, very, he could have scored two or three goals, but the way the match panned out, Liverpool were a little bit flat that day. I think they were just happy to, to get over the line, you know, they they weren't looking to run riot, so the fact that he he got that goal on the break was just a just a bit of a relief. I'd kind of say triple captain was just a bit of a in the middle, you know, not happy, not distraught. Uh, anything else? No real other highs, you know. My team worked out okay. Wildcarded early, that worked out fine. My team has been pretty solid most weeks up until game week thirteen only real bad week i think i had eight green arrows out of 10 weeks um 
you know, nothing to really complain about. Lows. Don't have one particular low, but there seems to be maybe a pattern emerging with me and two transfers, uh, which I'll talk a little bit about now. Um, it sounds like I'm bragging a bit here, but I think my team, in a way, was too well set up a few game weeks ago. And I had two transfers rolling over most weeks. And I'm not sure if everyone's this way, but I hate to to waste a transfer I'll always if I have two I'll always like to use at least one and carry the two forward or if I have two to make great but uh, a few weeks ago my only change was to get rid of Ward from Cardiff so I was replacing my uh, fifth midfielder possibly my third sub on my bench so I got rid of Ward brought in Camarasa from Cardiff so a bit of a sideways move but Ward was injured Camarasa was looking alright for four and a half million brought him in happy to use transfers if I think it's going to set up my squad going forward. It might necessarily have to, you know, have a massive impact that week. So I did that. The following week had absolutely nothing to do. Two transfers. I got rid of Hamer, my sub goalie, four million man, got in a button. The thinking there was when Ryan goes off to this Asia Cup in January, I'll hopefully have a four million play in second keeper. So again, setting up my team going forwards but probably the two most inspiring uninspiring sorry transfers in FPL history do you know my sub four million keeper for another four million keeper and swapping out my fifth midfielder so the third week that I had two transfers rolling over I, I kind of felt I had to do something at this stage you know itchy fingers uh, wanted to get in Balboina thought I could move on Wan-Bissaka whose fixtures were turning horrible even though I had got him in for peanuts, should have kept him for the season. But look, seen something shiny and new. And, you know, Balbuena had an attacking threat. West Ham had really good fixtures. So I needed to find point three from somewhere and decided to get rid of Chilwell. He hadn't done anything for me. His underlying stats are really good, you know. Very attacking fullback, crosses the ball a lot. Lesser are relatively, you know, attacking. They're going to score in a lot of games. Weren't keeping many clean sheets, but thought I'd get rid of him and I brought in a uh, Lucas or Lewis Dinya from Everton who seems to have become a bit of a bandwagon so on paper I thought my two Balbuena and Dinya or Digny or Dean or whatever he's called for Juan Basaka and Chilwell so that game week Chilwell got 12 points clean sheet assist bonus following week he got eight or nine points uh, Balbuena and Dean had got me nothing in those two weeks. Now, the Everton guy has since improved a bit. He got a clean sheet against Chelsea. He was on my bench, but he got an, another clean sheet against Cardiff. And I'm hoping on the balance of things over a few weeks, the two transfers will at least even themselves out. But at the time, getting rid of Chilwell was a bit of a regret. Do you know, I missed out on 21 points and it could have been like net 15, 16, 17 points even. So, do you know, that was hard enough to take at the time and um, the next one was another case of me misusing two transfers and that was getting rid of David Silva but that was my big mistake in game week 13 so I'll talk about that a little bit more when I review that horrible week game week 13 don't have a lot to say about this one uh, by a mile it was my worst week I got a measly 39 points now looking on Twitter a lot of people were in the same boat so 
can't be overly disappointed but you know the average was 50 so it was 11 away from that game week rank of 4.8 million I dropped about 3,000 places um, we're in game week 13 so we were so if that's my worst week so far and probably my only bad week I can't have too many complaints so like I said I'll keep this short but nobody really did anything for me other than Robertson got a clean sheet uh, Dean or whatever he's called got a clean sheet Salah got his customary goal uh, everyone else blanked three strikers blanked um, Hazard did nothing Martial did nothing um, I finally uh, lost my uh, 100% captain record which was it was disappointing because it was a bit of a coin flip between Salah and Aguero and my decision behind it was I thought Watford would be a little bit more solid than West Ham uh, City are looking like a far more attacking and dangerous team than Liverpool this season Liverpool seem to be grinding out results um, they're not really the free flowing attacking you know going to town team that they were last season and uh, that's uh, not really a slight on them like they do seem to be a, maybe a little bit more mature and professional and you know they're managing to pick up wins when they're not playing well so you know, they're in good shape but from a, an FPL perspective that doesn't do us any good you know we kind of need their players to be running riot like they were last year if we're going to be uh, considering them as captains the the thing that swung up for me then as well was Liverpool have PSG today on Wednesday so big Champions League game uh, I think it's win or bust really um, if they have any designs on getting out of that group because I think they have Napoli as well which you know it's a horrible group and you know they're going to have to go over to France and get some sort of results so I thought uh, Salah's minutes would be under threat or limited or wasn't really convinced he'd play the full 90 so anyway I got that wrong uh, looking at the Man City highlights don't have any complaints it wasn't one of those where Aguero had four or five guilt edge chances you know should have scored two or three I came off the pitch well I wasn't on the pitch but I came away from the match uh thinking you know what could have been he, he did absolutely nothing that, in that game he was way less involved than he usually is um, City weren't great for a team that won 4-0 you know got the job done or just clinical like but you know I don't have any complaints really there uh, one thing I will complain about is my misuse of my two transfers again so had Danny Ings in my team since the start of the season five and a half million third striker plan was keep him in for the season you know I don't expect much from a five and a half million player Um, I'd be happy to bench him some weeks his underlying stats were quite good you know he's the only shining light in Southampton season you know quite creative firing off shots on penalties but just got a bit of red mist when I seen he wasn't going to be playing against Fulham that was exactly the kind of game that you, you keep these lads in for and when I seen I wasn't going to be reaping the rewards of you know a brace against Fulham I, I decided I had to get rid of him especially he has a few horrible games coming up and then I think his Christmas period isn't great either a few niggling injuries as well so thought time to move him on being five and a half million hard lad to swap out uh, you kind of need to downgrade someone if you want to upgrade him I don't really want a third non-playing striker over Christmas so that ruled out Kamara and Quainer and you know I think they're 4.3 and there's merits to having them in your team, you know, if you're going to 
improve your squad elsewhere but I just kind of I'm going to try and get 15 lads that will play as many minutes over Christmas so they weren't options for me the obvious one was Jimenez he had Huddersfield at home Cardiff away his fixtures were better than Ings's being involved quite a lot lately do you know he's involved in assists uh, hasn't really been scoring many goals but capable of uh, getting points on the board so I thought he was the obvious switch to do that I needed 0.2 or 0.3 million um, like the look of my squad didn't really want to get rid of anyone but had to do it and I chose uh, Mr David Silva Mr Reliable for me all season uh, barely put a foot wrong consistent returns you know underlying stats are rosy playing for the best team in the league I really didn't want to get rid of him but I kind of got caught up in the Martial bandwagon a little bit 7.6 had scored six goals in his last five games his stats had improved a little bit you know that 100% conversion rate that he had in three goals was you know wasn't a thing anymore he was firing off more shots so Crystal Palace at home Southampton away I thought Jimenez and Martial in for Ings who wasn't going to play and David Silva might be okay now when I compared Martial and Silva's stats Silva was ahead on everything except actual goals you know he'd had more shots more touches in the box he's obviously more creative like I keep saying he's playing for the best most uh, attacking devastating team in the league why did I get rid of him I don't know hasn't worked out so far but we'll keep uh, Tony Marshall in for this week against Southampton and see what happens but uh, again getting rid of Silva was one of my regrets and to be honest I might look to get him back in fairly sharpish so looking ahead to game week 14 and I think I'm in reasonably good shape I have one free transfer to use and I'm 50-50 whether I'm going to use it that all depends on what I do with Hazard so we're lining up with a 4-4-2 this week not a formation I usually use but the way the fixtures pan out looks like it's my best 11 so we're going to go with Patricio away to Cardiff in goals Robertson home to Everton Alonso home to Fulham Balbuena away to Newcastle and Bennett away to Cardiff now pretty certain this will be the first time I'm starting Bennett but I just prefer that fixture to who I have on the bench a lot of people at this point are getting a bit frustrated with their Wolves defence and they're just fed up with I suppose they're promising a lot but haven't really delivered to their full potential but people have short memories if we go back to the start of the season and when they first came up they were really exciting they were this tight unit well set up looked hard to break down with a real attack and threat and a lot of people jumped on their their defensive assets they conceded a few in the first few games but looking at the performances their xgc and other stats i think they were a bit unlucky and you knew that uh the clean sheets would come and they did come they got maybe three or four in the next five games after that and people were like that's it wolves have clicked these lads are are season keepers do I get two Wolves defenders? Do I treble them up with Patricio? Do you know, people were mad for them, and rightly so. And now, fast forward again, just shows you how fickle the game is. They haven't had a clean sheet in maybe the last four or five. In fairness to them, they've played teams like Arsenal and Spurs. But it was that Huddersfield match that has really, you know, turned people's opinions. And 
in a way I can understand it, you know. I fully expected Wolves to win that 1 or 2 nil, And when they get turned over 2 nil themselves, I can see why people are getting frustrated. Especially when that, that hope of the clean sheet is just wiped out at the start. It just, it's hard to take. But I would urge people to have a bit of caution and not rage transfer these lads out on the basis of that result. If we look at them, they're all sub 5 million and I just can't see anyone in that price range that's going to offer that kind of value for money. You know, especially in the fullback areas, they're pretty attacking. They offer that additional attack and threat, and I still think they are going to get things right defensively. So hold fire, lads. Keep your Wolves defenders, especially away to Cardiff. Like, you know, Cardiff are struggling to, to buy a goal, so why would you start shipping lads out like Doherty? People got him in at 4.5. He's still only 4.8 or 4.9, and I don't think there's anyone that's going to come close to him in that price range. So moving on to the midfield, and we've Richarlison away to Liverpool hate that fixture but hole in my game is I don't like benching attacking players especially if they're six six and a half million and above just something I, I don't really do nearly did it for him against United and got brought down for a, a penalty and snuck an assist so we're gonna just hold out hope that he does something but I fully expect him not to bit of a troll really isn't he Um, he'll either get you a brace or do absolutely nothing in a win against the likes of Cardiff. Then we have Salah home to Everton. Potential captain. Hazard home to Fulham. Potential captain depending on the news on him. And whether we keep him. Martial away to Southampton. Aguero home to Bournemouth. Potential captain. And Jimenez away to Cardiff. So we're lining up in this 4-4-2. Because Callum Wilson. My first sub. Has a, a horrific fixture. Do you know, doesn't come any worse than away to City. Even though the lad couldn't have done much more this season, goals-wise, assists-wise even, expected stats, his actual stats, he's up there with anyone. But all that form coincides with him having a lovely opening run of fixtures. And now that they're starting to turn, I think we'll see him regress a bit. He's already blanked in his last two against Newcastle and Arsenal. And can't see him getting anything against City. Even though people are kind of saying, based on the Leon performance, that if a team doesn't just sit back and give City too much respect and actually gets at them and has a bit of a go, they might get some joy. And Bournemouth are the exact kind of team that will try that. And we've seen it in other games, you know, in previous seasons. They And I think it will happen again. They're just going to get spanked. So Wilson's on my bench. Camarasa second sub, home to Wolves. And Dina is away to Liverpool. So he's my third sub. Uh, Hummel and Hahn, whether to have him or Richarlison, opted for the attacking player, but I don't really want that double up for such a tricky game. Especially when I don't think Dina is going to do anything defensively. I'd be relying on his uh, attacking threat, really. So Richarlison hopefully edges that. Um, my two dilemmas were the Everton choice and now Hazard. Uh, I don't want him in my team long term. Uh, he's absorbing far too much of my budget for what he's actually returning. And they're just better alternatives, more consistent, more explosive. Uh, City are doing bits in their matches and they have a, a rake of lads I could bring in instead. Uh, Sterling is the prime candidate. Looking at the match yesterday, I think Raheem played 90, Silva played 90, Mares played 90, Aguero played close to 90. I think the only lad that I could bring in that got a bit of a rest was Sané. 
who maybe came off for the last 20 minutes. Don't really want to bring him in for the sake of it unless I know what I'm going to do with the funds, where I'm going to redistribute them. So Sterling would be my number one choice there. But we're going to wait on the Hazard news. I'm going to really struggle to ship him out before a Fulham game. But I don't have too much hope. Just looking at the news coming out of Stamford Bridge, I'm not sure he's going to play. And if he does, it doesn't seem like he's going to be 100%. So it's a tough choice now. Do you know, if it wasn't Fulham at home, he'd probably be long gone. But we're going to wait till after the Champions League games, after the Europa League games. I don't think he's going to feature there and the press conferences. And we'll make a decision then. The only other part of my team I'm probably not fully satisfied with is having Martial. Now, I, I did bring him in for David Silva and I'll forever compare him to him. And he probably can't compete, so... Look, I brought him in for a few fixtures. United have a good run. Um, it was Palace at home, Southampton away, and even over Christmas they have nice fixtures. So, don't have a whole lot of hope for United in general. Just watching them against young boys again. They just look so flat, real underwhelming. No attacking threat. Just, there's no spark there, do you know? Can't see them putting two, three, four goals past anyone even against a team as poor as Southampton and if I'm honest I, I wouldn't be surprised if Southampton grind out a 1-0 or a 1-all even though you would expect United to win that game so to wrap up game week 14 just have a quick look at my captaincy options so it seems weird I'm between transferring out Hazard and captaining him so there's no middle ground there. It's one extreme or another. I'll make a decision on that closer to the time. Uh, then we have Salah. Home, his record speaks for itself. Just be a little bit worried that after the Champions League in midweek and because it's a derby, you know, anything can happen really. We could get a flat performance from Liverpool even. You know, get a drab nil all. Don't know, I'm going to look into that a little bit further. And finally, we have the City boys. I only own Aguero, so he'd be the only one I can captain at the minute. Played most of the match against Leon, but apparently Jesus has a little bit of a niggle, and you know they've nobody really to play up there. Now they could play without an actual recognised striker. They've more than enough attacking options to do that, but I can't really see it. So, at the minute, I'm leaning towards Sergio. If I had Sterling. The armband would be on him, even though there is the the possible rotation threat. But look, he's a young fit lad. He can probably play three games in a week. So if you have Sterling, that's where my, my armband would be going, especially as I said before. Bournemouth might come out and try and play, and look, it's not going to work. So probably looking at City for the captain. And finally, I will wrap this up just talking about a few segments that we have on the Renegades uh, Twitter account. So it's FPL Renegades, at Renegades FPL. We're a fairly new account, so just getting up on our feet and still trying to figure out what it is we're doing. In my opinion, we're posting some solid stuff. We just don't really have much of a, an audience to read it, but there is some good stuff on there. Um, I was saying at the start, there are three of us, so you're kind of getting three different opinions and kind of we're able to post quite regularly between the three of us and 
have a lot of faith in kind of some of the stuff that myself and the lads are putting out so keep an eye out you know there is some stuff there worthy of uh your reading time anyway enough of that serious stuff there's a few uh segments we do every week which are just a bit of crack and a bit of fun between the three of us and it's probably the only time we have a bit of fun with this account to be honest um so the first one is our renegades captain poll which we put out every week and at the minute it's just a competition between the three of us we're looking for a deferential captain that might bang so someone who's not going to be a popular pick but that still might get you points so every week we put it to a poll um if your player wins the poll you get five points and then we get the points that each player scores that week um i'd like to say it's a bit of a mixed bag but i'd say it's worse than that at the minute uh callum wilson has won the poll three out of five weeks blank two of them got a 13 point haul in one of them so if he was your captain that week happy days the weekend would all be rosy um as good as he's been he's not really an obvious captain pick because not many people are gonna give the armband to a sub seven million striker so he's won a three out of five Jimenez won it last week did absolutely nothing against Huddersfield although like I said he, he came pretty close I'm not 100% sure if it was Doherty or Ings won it the fifth week but did nothing anyway the only we've had one out of five which were successful and that was Callum Wilson Um, I suppose it's the nature of the game when you're tipping up differentials that they're not always going to score this is only a bit of fun between the three of us at the minute but I'm hoping as the season goes on that it'll actually be quite useful to people when they're chasing in mini leagues or need to make ground you know if you're trying to make up 50 or 100 points it's no good if you're going to be captain and Salah or Aguero or Sterling if they're like the most popular picks you're going to have to look elsewhere and I'm hoping as this goes on we might be able to give you uh, some gold in that regard so that's our Renegades captain's poll this week I've went for Zaha Kirk's went for Pogba and Willie has gone for Aaron Moy he's chasing last week's points as usual Um, it went up this morning Zaha is currently 59% so it looks like he's going to win that um, he's had a tough run of fixtures you know his last four have been horrible he missed a game but his stats are starting to kind of pick up a bit and you know home to to Burnley one of the worst defences in the league this season surprisingly so hopefully Wilf can pick us up some points there and the last segment that I will look at and probably my favourite thing that we do is the face the renegades so every week we play a head-to-head match against one of our followers uh, the three of us pick a squad uh, made up of the three of our our squads basically so we have an edge as in we have a larger pool to pick from even though there's an overlap between our three squads we still have you know on paper we have 45 players to pick from when you get rid of all the overlaps even if we have 20 additional players to some random punter it is a a big advantage um it's a a fun item to do really because we sit down and you know a lot of arguing toys thrown out of the pram and when i get the two lads on the pod um it should be fairly entertaining because the two lads are like chalk and cheese and it, it is always good fun picking our squad um i won't go into this week's squad because you know we haven't picked it yet and i've no idea who we're going to go for but it's got off to a flyer we've won the first five matches 
five out of five. Um, I think four of them were fairly comfortable. Uh, one lad, FGL depression, gave us a bit of a scare. Came down to the Sunday and we needed Arsenal to wipe out Wolves' clean sheet. He had Doherty, who was on for a clean sheet and I think two or three bonus. And he was also winning at that point. So uh, a lucky Mkhitaryan cross slash shot. Joe went in and wiped out all his points and we managed to scrape it. So sometimes you need luck on your side and we're going to need luck going forward because even though we have an edge and the, the player pool we have to pick from, our budget is always 100 million and it's starting to get hard to pick a 15 that we're happy with. You know, as players continue to rise and as the season goes on, you'll have lads with team values of 104, 105, 106 and we're going to struggle to compete with our 100 million budget. It's going to have to be clever and hope for the best. But uh, off to a, a perfect start. Now, the person who beats us by the most points will win a prize. So the first person that beats us might actually win that prize. You know, nobody has managed to get in front just yet. And the prize at the minute is a 50 euro Amazon voucher and a Renegades mug. You'll be doing your team anyway. You'll be setting it up one way or another. So, you know, costs you nothing. doesn't cost you any extra time. So if you see the post and you want to play us, like, comment, retweet, show your interest in some sort of way and we'll pick one at random to play us that week. Um, looking forward to that segment in the coming weeks. Like I said, it's one of my favourite things that we do and hopefully it will grow. So we've managed to make it to the end here now. Um, probably went on longer than I hoped for, but had a good bit to get through. You know, as an introductory pod, just wanted to give you a bit of insight into myself and probably the other two lads and what exactly our account will be doing. Um, like I said at the start, when there's two or three of us, it's hopefully going to be a lot more entertaining, you know, and uh, it'll be a good mix of info and interaction and entertainment rather than just me rambling on. Um, the the future pods will also be more content heavy because they'll be focusing more on the individual game week you know the one coming up which is what everyone wants to hear really they want kind of advice and a little bit of information for that week nobody really cares where I came in 2012 but as a an introduction I thought we pr probably should cover all that kind of thing so I'm going to leave it at that the account is FPL Renegades at Renegades FPL. If you enjoyed this pod or if you're interested in kind of hearing more of them, particularly with two or three of us, like I said, they'd be a lot better. Uh, give us a like, share it around. Just a new account. It's kind of hard to get things up and running, especially with the likes of a pod. It's kind of, when you don't have many followers, it's going to be word of mouth. So if you took anything out of this, um, like I said, just share it around and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.